teacher's voices. As voices do professor. As voices do professor. La voce La voix des enseignants. Bien, 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 Teacher's voices. Welcome to a new episode of Teacher's Voices. I am your host, educational researcher Nina Alonso, and today we will explore together with our special guest, Bo Scherner Thompson, the importance of learning through play. We will listen to the fascinating stories of Udeja from Tunisia, Raquel from UK, and Le from Vietnam, three great educators who will share with us how play allows them to develop meaningful and engaging teaching practices in their particular context. We welcome Bo Scherne Thompson, who is an international expert on play, learning and creativity. He is the chair of Learning Through Play and the vice president of the Lego Foundation. Hello. Hello, Nina. Looking forward to share something about play and learning. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to speak to you about such an important topic. I'd like to start by asking you, what do we know about the relevance of play for learning and development? All through human history, play has been the brain's favorite way of learning because you are motivated to engage with things even when they're difficult. So uh, what we have explored is that When children are curious and they are actively exploring things in the environment around them, this is the main vehicle for which they develop and learn. This is how they figure out how things work. This is how they problem solve. They come up with alternative ideas. They engage with others. And, and what we see as one of the really important things is they build confidence to learn new things. What is play-based learning and what are the main characteristics of this approach? You know, inherently, play is about testing and trying out different things. Because when you test and try out different things, it's a different path. It's a different strategies you use, and it improves your flexible ways of thinking, your creativity, and also your perseverance, because you have choices. You are empowered to try a few different paths. There are a few key characteristics that enable us to develop and learn that is based on play. And these characteristics are inherently examples like um, joy, because joy is linked to motivation and interest. So when you really are interested and you are engaged, you actually have an enhanced memory system that you activate. You keep better attention and you're more open-minded to be creative. It's also about being actively engaged Because when you are active, using multiple senses to explore the things you are engaging with in your environment, you actually have a deeper sense of the concepts and materials that you engage with. It's more practical, it's more concrete, but also it trains the brain to push out distraction. Bo, in this episode, we are going to listen to stories told by teachers from different parts of the world working in very different contexts. First, we will hear from a teacher working in a remote and low-resource school in Tunisia. Could you tell me how play-based approaches to learning can be implemented in high, medium and low-resource schools and learning contexts? So play can be used in all contexts and circumstances because when children have different types of materials around them, when they are empowered to explore and express themselves, 
through singing or dancing or different types of whether it's free play or guided activities, they actually provide a more rich understanding of the concepts around them. Uh, so you don't need particular kind of expensive materials. You need things you are familiar with, things that are in your environment, and then to really explore and test and try out different ways of using them. In our work in the Lego Foundation, we have seen that play can happen across culture, across socioeconomic backgrounds, in all you know circumstances, and play is actually an equalizer. Udeja is an amazingly engaged teacher of English in a secondary school in the south of Tunisia. She has a very busy agenda because she commutes for three hours every day. But she still finds a moment as she arrives at the school one morning to talk to me. She first describes the school for us, as she thinks understanding her teaching environment is a really important part of her story. Tamarza is a remote small village, which is one hour far from its headquarters in Tuzer. In Tamarza, there are uh, no facilities where kids, teenagers, or even adults go to for recreation. It has limited resources, and the dynamic is very restricted. So, education and going to school is the main recreation for kids over there, which gives a lot of responsibility for us teachers over there, because you are their education means, as well as an escape for them, as well as of any glimpse they have of the outer world. Udeja tells me how passionate she is about learning through play, and she describes some experiences she has had in Tamarsa. One of the most remarkable um, teaching experiences I had is when I volunteered to teach primary school students. Uh, the idea came when I started asking questions regarding my students' language levels there was a serious problem. So I wanted to see for myself where that is rooted. So I decided to volunteer teaching extra hours of English for kids. I revolutionized their classical teaching methods, methodologically and physically, making classrooms more unorthodox and empowering. I decorated my classrooms and tried to create a friendly environment for them to feel at ease and to feel welcome. We played, we sang, we danced. I used interactive play roles in games. Uh, we did karaoke. We played musicals. My students were uh, then 10 years old. Udeja also describes a few games that have particularly been useful for her teaching. My kids love interactive activities. One that they actually adore and almost start every lesson with is Hangman. I use it to make them guess the topic of the lesson. It's a quick warm-up game and fun to play, especially when I divide them into groups. They get really competitive. For younger students aged 10 years old and studying English for the first time, I try to make them moving the classroom as much as I can, making them use all their senses. Because I believe that learning takes place when the mind is able to put together information from all the senses and make a connection with past learning. One helpful game is I spy with my little eye. 
So I pick a color myself and they have to run and uh, touch things in our class saying this, that. So at the same time, they are touching, talking and looking at things. And simultaneously, they are translating colors, uh, names in their minds, since, as I said, it is their first encounter with the English language. Udeja also wants to describe the many types of ways in which the kids found joy in her learning methods. I met them years later and they still learn our uh, songs by heart. They loved English. They threw me surprise parties as a gesture of appreciation. They said they wish I was teaching math and science. They said they would never miss a class They um, came to me when they were sad, when they were happy. They wrote me letters. They shared their diaries with me. We were not just teachers and students. We were family. What Udeja shares with us exemplifies what Bo highlights about the main characteristics of play. A characteristics of play-based learning is really about it being meaningful. So when things are meaningful, whether it's for children or younger children or older children, even adults, it's really what separates just memorization of facts with things that are deeper learning, things that connect to things you understand, and it builds on what's already known from your own experiences. Thanks, Bo. We are now going to listen to Raquel a teacher working in the UK with autistic children. And I think it's important to consider that play is for everyone. Play is something that supports uh, any child as they are special, as individuals and different. And the reason is that play is inherently enjoyable and engaging. So children love to engage in the environment, to express themselves, to have different sensory materials and stimulation. So that's important for any child also when they have special needs, that they have choices in which material, which medium to choose. Raquel welcomes me on a Sunday morning, the only free day she has. I call her early because she is preparing for a day out with friends in a London park. Hi, Raquel. Hi, Nina. How are you? Thank you for having me. Raquel first paints a picture of her teaching context. I teach in a small primary school for children with autism in London. We teach the ages of four to 12 years old. And I teach through Applied Behavior Analysis, or ABA. They also have group lessons as well, but we focus a lot on the one-on-one -on -one teaching experience. But we also, through the one-on-one, -on -one, help them to make friendships and interactions with their other students around them. I asked Raquel if she could describe how playful learning is useful in her daily practice and to give us an example of a way in which she has applied it to a student, considering that she spends so much time in one-to-one -one teaching. In our school, we use a lot of games and playing with the child in order to teach them everyday communication skills. And I once was working with a girl that did not speak at all. She just sometimes repeated some nursery rhymes, but her words didn't have a function. 
we use play a lot and the child's motivation to teach. By observing my student, I found out that she was really motivated by messy play and sensory play. So she would really enjoy to play with water, with rice, with sand. So I prepared a small activity and I took a box and filled it up with rice. And then I also had a cup in it and I would fill up the cup with rice and then pour it into her hands. And she was really enjoying all that sensory play. So I would repeat the word pour when I poured the rice into her hands. And then after a while of doing the same thing, I would hold back until she repeated the word pour. And then I would pour the rice into her hands again. And she understood that she could ask for me to do an action and play with me in that way by also using her words and communicating for what she liked. The key thing with playfulness is that you can basically uh, balance the choices depending on where children are and give them opportunity to explore and take risks and come up with different ideas. Raquel explains the kind of rewarding moments she has had in her practice. She illustrates it with a particular experience she shares with us. So one of the most rewarding things about this experience is that my child learned how to speak, how to use her words to ask for things. And she then stopped um, crying a lot and shouting because she knew how to communicate her needs without having to engage in this behavior. And it was really rewarding when once I spoke to her mom and her mom was very grateful and she told me that the doctors told her that she would never hear her daughter speak ever. And she was very happy and, and really grateful that she could actually have an interaction with her daughter and she could communicate her needs, which was very important for her. So it was a really rewarding experience that I had the tools to help this child to communicate her needs through playing and through things that she actually enjoyed and through her natural environment, which is really important for her to learn. We now travel to Vietnam and it is a very interesting point in time. Vietnam is starting an education reform that represents a significant shift from a highly standardized school system into a more participatory and learning-centered system supported by VVOP and the Lego Foundation. Le pioneers the use of learning through play in the Finnish Vietnamese school, a public school with a special curriculum. She welcomes us right after teaching first graders, and she tells me that she has just been running up and down to find a quiet place to greet us. Yes, good afternoon from Vietnam. Hello and good afternoon. Thanks so much for being here. 
I'm the first grader teacher. Our student is a first grader student who just uh, have the transition from kindergarten to first grade. So they're quite really active. They have full energy on the day. And sure, if they have the more effective learning through playing, through games. So I found that they, they are more excited and um, easy connect with the teachers if we have uh, learning through play. I wanted to know more about Les' attempts to try playful activities and games in her class. I remember the one particular example from the subject uh, ethics, but we call it at our school and there's value educations and the lessons about how we need to regulations. <laughs> yes, I, I know most of the kids doesn't like this lesson, they want to freeze. But I think about how I can um, organize the games for them to feel um, excited and feel really want to catch up with my lesson. So first, I um, create a games for them to try a kind of game with the role plays. So each group, maybe uh, each group has just uh, four and five. And each group, they will take turn to one, you watch policeman. And the other, you can be the, imagine them will be different means of transportation. Yeah, some kids say, yeah, I could do want to be uh, a car. Yeah, someone a bicycle. Yes, you can choose. And the policeman, they, uh, with the traffic light. So if the, the police say, so green, all the students need to, uh, yeah, can go, but when they say red, all the transportation is stopped and they feel excitement. And then can, eh, police, you can say to your your friends, eh, you can move, move fastly and then you can move slowly, slowly, kind of that. So they feel excited about that because sometimes they laugh out loud and sometimes they, they feel scared because they feel like they can crash each other if the policeman didn't say stop, kind of that. And after five or ten minutes to play together, I let them have circle times. With the question through the game they played, what happened if we we don't follow the rules when we join the, I mean, like traffic sign, traffic lights, and then they can share the idea that, oh, otherwise we'll cash together, we'll have the, and people can injure kind of that. So I think, yes, and now you know the how important we need to follow regulations I asked Le, after her practical experience, what she thinks about the benefits of learning through play for her current practice that could help other colleagues in Vietnam and elsewhere. It's uh, beneficial for both students and teachers because uh, not only fun and assignment uh, for learning environments, but also kids learn many things like problem-solving skills, the knowledge from the lesson as well, and More importantly, when they play together, they know how to play with others through conflict, try to show the conflict and sharings, how to compromise. And I found that with the play, with, with some games and uh, playings, we'll also develop the creativity and imaginations. And me, always surprised how they sold, how, how they show their work to me after playings and how they can solve the problem through the games. What Lei just told us resonates with what Paul describes about the key characteristics of a learning-based approach, and particularly about the social aspect of playing. 
in many of the examples we see about uh, play, one key characteristic of play is that it's social. Because when it's social and you collaborate, it not only reinforces learning because you observe, you imitate, you learn from others, but it also helps you detect mental states of others. So you also learn to collaborate when you negotiate, when you uh, try out things together. The benefits of play have traditionally been more taken into consideration in early childhood education than in later stages. And yet we have heard the inspiring stories of Fudeja, Raquel and Le, who teach older children and young teenagers. We will also hear the stories of teachers working with game-based learning and teenagers in our next episode on reasoning skills. Bo agrees that the benefits of play can be seen at any age. Play is inherently about engagement, uh, about motivation to engage in things that are difficult and things you can learn through different types of play. But there are this mindset, these uh, states of mind you are in that can be used all across activities and ages. When we think about learning through play and the characteristics, it actually exists in particular type of pedagogies that are, you know, in school and later in life that are absolutely crucial to how we understand concepts and principles, but more importantly, how we apply that knowledge to make it uh, relevant for real life uh, activities. You have just listened to another episode of Teachers' Voices. If you have enjoyed this episode, you can find more about the teachers and both Kerne Thompson and the Lego Foundation on Bolt.expert and in the show notes. Also, if you are interested in learning through play, you will find interesting resources and links to guides created by the Lego Foundation. Please don't forget to follow us and engage with us in conversations, sending your feedback and suggestions by email in podcastteachersvoices at gmail.com. I repeat, podcastteachersvoices at gmail.com or on bold.expert or on social media. Let's keep on building learning communities while breaching research and practice. Lehrerstimmen. Voices de Professores. Teachers' Voices.